Welcome to the Dream Big Nation podcast. In this show, veteran recruiter, wealth mentor, and entrepreneur, Lisa Williams, will take you on a journey of exploration and discovery to learn what it takes to hire yourself. Are you ready to dream big and grow into the person you're meant to become? If so, you're in for a treat. And now, here is your host, Lisa Williams. Hello, my friends. It's Lisa Williams here. Welcome back to our Dream Big Nation podcast. And I'm really, really excited. I had an opportunity to have, gosh, probably like an hour-long conversation with this gentleman last last week, and he's going to bring a lot of value. We had the pleasure to be part of this amazing tribe of people with the Zondra TV network. I am welcoming my new friend, Rafi Andonian. Welcome, Rafi. Thanks, Lisa. Absolutely. So, so Rafi and I, we had a chance to meet, as I said, because we're both fellow producers with Zandra TV Network. So I want to just jump in, Rafi, and talk about you've had a lot of iterations of yourself. And I think this COVID crisis is such a great way for people to be thinking about what's my next chapter in life. Give our friends just a mini backstory on a couple of those iterations and really then we can dive into your show and what you're going to be bringing your tribe from that perspective as well. Sure. So I guess what the way I see it is that, you know, I like to take my interests and kind of make these creative ventures to, you know, have my freedom to go to directions I want to go in my career, time management and, and income. So over time, I've always been interested in history and society around us, as well as in in money and fundraising and philanthropy. Those are two things I learned kind of side by side as I was growing up and in my early years, as I was going through college and grad school, I worked at different historic sites like Gettysburg and the Martin Luther King home and in Los Alamos, New Mexico, where the atomic bomb was created. And I would give tours and programs and talk to different people, you know, across the country and around the world with different perspectives on, you know, very major historic events. And at the same time, I also saw the impact of raising money for those kinds of sites and nonprofits that were their charities. And I was part of such a campaign in Los Alamos as well, where, again, the atomic bomb was created. And so to me, my background has always been one that is civically oriented one that likes to understand the society around us, but also to help deliver resources for those kinds of things to come into existence. And so today I still kind of carry on in those with those interests. I love it. And I love how you you started your journey. It sounds like a lot of people happen to land in their career kind of on accident. And it sounds like in your case, you actually pursued your career because of truly what you were interested in. And so how did you then decide to, to pivot into the next thing? Like what, how, how was that maybe not serving you in, in a way that you knew you needed to, to shift slightly? I would say that there's a couple of things there. So I don't know if I foresaw exactly where I'm at now, right? I always kind of figured I'd be working with this stuff, but I think what happens sometimes is, as things unfold, you see opportunities in front of you, as long as you continue to kind of make yourself available for them. You know what I mean? 
And so you don't always know how your interests or your passion will unfold and exactly how it will manifest. But I would say being flexible to how these things play out is very valuable while also staying true to the areas you want to work in. To me, it wasn't a job description that was exciting. It was more just simply working with these concepts of history, of, of, of society and kind of civic oriented kind of things, as well as money and, and fundraising and delivering resources to these kinds of places, right? So, you know, I just kind of let that unfold as opportunities came about. But I would say that for my journey, what was really critical was that along the way, what I discovered is I would get bored kind of doing the same thing for a long period of time. As far as the job description is concerned, I would kind of feel like I mastered it. And then I want to kind of move on to the next thing, usually in the same kind of field, but I was kind of up for a different set of tasks. And so where that eventually led me was to kind of have my own, you know, companies in this regard and do so in a way that, you know, helps me have the freedom of creativity and direction and what I want to do with my time uh, for me was very valuable. So for me, I would say that it was a progression of wanting um, more and more responsibility, but also more and more freedom in how I create things in the direction I take my mm. business. You sounded like you were kind of that classic entrepreneur in a sense. Yeah, absolutely. You were, yeah. Even though you were working for someone, you had a lot of other things going too. Exactly. That's right. That's right. And and I... I I took those skills and and built on them and kind of to me that was a discovery process for me along the way. You know, doing that was yeah. was something uh-huh. that was the steps of. I feel like there's a lot of career in you know 2016 or whatever, That's right. right? But you know, so many people I feel like they so they accidentally land, but then they don't keep exploring. They don't keep learning. I mean, what would you say? has been kind of the magic sauce for you that's continued that that lifelong learning journey? Well, I mean, you're kind of touching on it. For me, it's a passion for continuously learning. I always try to learn. For, and there's a variety of ways that can take, play, take place, right? So one is obviously a lot of reading. I like to read a lot, but not just in your field. I, one of the big things I encourage people to do is to read outside your field because that's where creativity happens. I think creativity happens where you're able to connect dots that are not immediately apparent to someone else. So if you want to do something a little different than others around you, then I think you got to consume differently. You know, you can't consume the same stuff and expect a different outcome. The other part of that to me is mentors. I think mentors have been huge to me in terms of helping my journey of learning. You know, another part of that and connected to that is networking. You know, with networking, you're going to find mentors, peers. That really helps, I think, kind of get a diverse set of different exposures in your mind that helps you be prepared as well as find opportunities and again continue to be creative and and I also like learning at school I'm kind of a nerd for that kind of thing I, I do like the classroom because I think that is a forum Rocky, that were you a, were you a, the front row student that was like always yeah. raising your hand I yeah, was that totally. person too yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I think it's it's valuable because I, I like being in a classroom because it's a place where you can exchange a little bit, right? So if I'm doing some education on my own, you don't have the same level of exchange and dialogue, right? So places where you have that forum, whether it's a classroom or some, somewhere else, to me is very valuable in the learning process. And so if you continuously want to grow, you know, intellectually, kind of socially and business and so on, personally, 
then you you put yourself in positions that are allowing you to kind of always expand your horizons. And, and so to me, that was a critical part of that journey to continue my appetite, which is probably why I didn't like to stay put doing the same thing for a long time, because you kind of tend to, you know, you kind of just outgrow it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you said something, how, what do you think about the concept of being uncomfortable? How important is that to growth? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think it's huge. I think, I don't know how to put it into words. I mean, to me, it's so valuable. I think that's where all the growth is, right? Discomfort is where the growth is, right? And if you're going to grow, you have to get beyond the circle that you put yourself into. And I'm mm-hmm. always trying to find those edges and those boundaries and those limits of where I can kind of expand that to expand the comfort zone. And then from there, you know, go to the new limits and the new limits. I believe that what's between the ears here is infinite in its capacity. So if we continue to find the new boundaries that are the discomfort zone each time, you can infinitely grow in that area. And mm-hmm. once your brain grows, once your mind grows, once your vision grows, it really, you know, there's so much possible in front of you in terms of what you can envision and then move toward and achieve. Yeah. Well, and I mean, let's talk about, you talked about mentorship. And I think anyone that's new to the world of entrepreneurship, one of the first things that we hear is you're you're the sum total of the five that you surround yourself with. And I'm curious when you were first kind of, tiptoeing into the space, did you find that the people that you grew up with or the people that were your close knit circle of friends, did they start to not really understand you in some ways? I don't know if I would go that far, but they weren't maybe my mentors. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So I would say that. Yeah, I guess that's my point is like the people that you probably the people you grew up with and associated with are, that's not where you're going to find those people. Would you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, That's right. I I would say that some people, you you know, I mean, as you grow and change through life, you kind of your circles change. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think it's, it's, while it's important to keep your web together and not like burn bridges. Right. At the same time, where you're closely associating, like that top five people that you just described, Lisa, I think is really going to evolve, right, over time. And certainly when I look back over the last, say, 10 years or so, those top five people are not who I who I was associated with in the previous 10 years. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Who are, who are some of your influencers? Like what, who do you listen to? Who do you, maybe what books do you recommend for somebody that <laughs> might be new in their entrepreneurial journey? Sure. So for me, one of the big important ones that's an older book now, it's called Blue Ocean Strategy. So Mm. that's one of my favorite books because it's all about how to be creative in how you meet customer solutions. And the, the concept is that, you know, you have a lot of competitors in the red ocean, right? The bloody waters, right? It's thinking about different sharks after the same prey. But if you if you move out of that water into the blue ocean where there are no competitors, then, then it's not even about competition anymore, right? So it teaches you to not look sideways all the time, but to be creative and focus on the customer. Another one I really like is Atomic Habits. I really enjoy that book because it's about how to live your daily life. That can apply to lots of things, not just in business. I think it can apply to relationship, you know, physical, personal health, lots of things. But 
one of the things that's really wonderful about that is it teaches you the kind of the way to put systems in place to do daily things that you need to do to get to where you want to get to, right? Those are a couple of the things that really influenced me in terms of how I think, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, because I feel like sometimes, you know, there's people that have a desire to do something different with their life and they they're they're kind of looking at this the end product of those that have already accomplished that versus just taking those baby steps every day to get to get to a different place tell me you know when you think about the mentors in your life you know what would you do if you were someone that that knew they needed to seek someone that would stretch them that would grow them you know how would you identify what is the the best mentor for this stage in your life? It really depends on the needs of the person, right? It depends on their perspective, their needs. So the way I'd identify, I guess, would be based on where I see the, the person's strengths are and where I see maybe they could use the most kind of complement to balance out, to flesh out some areas that could use help in. I would also say that sometimes it's a team approach, right? It's not always one mentor. Sometimes it's Maybe two oh, or yeah, three different for people, sure. right? Yeah. So it's yeah. just going to depend on where exactly they want to go, their strengths, their weaknesses, maybe where their concerns are, right? What's holding them back and where they can have the strengths to really you know, build upon, right? Now, I want to add one thing to what you said earlier, too, about, about the, the little things you have to do. I think one of the biggest things that I try to keep in mind is... It's not always about the best days that you have. Actually, it's about the worst days that you have. If you can make those worst days not be zero days, but just yeah. make it so you have just a little bit of progress, even if it's not your best day, it really adds up to a tremendous, tremendous amount of compounding effect over time. Yeah. yeah. Your your mess becomes your message. How many yeah. times have we heard that? What <laughs> is there? Is there a particular time in your life that you look back and say, this was a mess, but it's ultimately propelled you forward? Lots of times. <laughs> Lots of times. It, it has to do, I mean, do you want me to kind of flush one out or what? Would yeah. You like give us do? an example. I feel like sometimes people think like, I'm the only one these things happen to, you know, or, or whatever. I, I've, I thought that for years when my husband left me and you know, I was a single mom with a three-month-old and three-year-old until I realized actually that was going to become part of my message, you know, and the forgiveness journey as a result of that loss, right? Right, right. I mean, I mean there's so many examples of that. I, I would say I've had, I've had that happen in school, for example. There was a time when I was in multiple degree programs at once and university thought there was an error in the system and and, you know, it was feeling a lot of pressure, right, to, yeah. to come through. And it was kind of a messy situation. But on the other side of it, though, I came out really strong. You know what I mean? Another one maybe that people can relate to is with all the disruption with COVID, right? When that first happened, I was trying to figure out exactly how to do everything a little bit differently. But I also think that an adversity is opportunity. And a lot of things came out of that, including my journey toward, you know, the tribe you referred to with Zondra TV. Yeah. Yeah, so it's absolutely. really about sort of, you know, uh, when those things happen, you have to be able to sort of see, okay, you know, in that in that mess is kind of a story, like you said, you know, it can be a journey and it can be an opportunity. And that's why often kind of in adversities where you find it, you know, 
if you think about sports, for example, you know, a lot of times when the sports team or individual, when they go through adversities, when they grow, that's when they grow into being able to, you know, weather the storm in the future and get to really where they want to get to. And I kind of, that's, that's always what's in my head when I go through those things, because that's what helps you uh, make it through that because that's part of the growing pains. Yeah. Well, and I love how you link history to, to present day. And I think in a lot of ways, there's so many correlations with someone that is entering the world of entrepreneurship and it's such an unknown world. And yet historically, there are so many people that have been there before us that all we need to do is kind of follow those breadcrumbs as well. Let's let's talk about your show. So it's called Cleo the Muse. Can't wait to see the actual, you know, launch and all that. But tell us about the title and what your viewers are going to walk away from when they when they engage with. You. Yeah, so that's what it's. I mean, so Cleo the Muse was a ancient goddess or in Greek mythology for history. So if you were, if you just Google it, Cleo the Muse, C-L-I-O, the Muse, you will see what who Cleo the Muse was. So I use that as a way in my show because I want to be able to use history as a way to muse about what's around us, right? Muse mm-hmm. is a connotation of reflection type of discussion. So it's something where there is a lot of knowledge and content, but also dialogue and reflection. That's why I intend to bring guests and have more dialogue rather than me just standing here talking, right? This kind of back and forth to me is much more valuable in expanding on themes. And the Way more is, fun, too, to collaborate. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and the idea is to get that in. You know, the, the tagline we have for the show is challenge the present by inquiring the past. Love that. So, you know, when you look at things around you, whatever the issue is, right, it usually, it always has a history to it. And yeah. so if you inquire the past, you can often challenge what's around you and at least challenge your understanding. And if you challenge your understanding of what's around you, then it stops being, you know, the only way something can be. And to me, that opens a door for having dialogue. And that's how I see it. And that's why to me, Cleo the Muse is the name of the show because it's, it's about reflecting and musing and challenging ourselves by using history of, and, and what's around us. And to connect, connect, connect to this theme, Lisa, you're absolutely right. I mean, I think a lot of times, you know, I do look to history for perspective in whatever we're going through, whether it's as entrepreneurs or, or whatever challenges you have, because it's been done before and you can mm-hmm. do it too. And probably it's been done a lot worse than we have it. <laughs> right, so it just right. puts you in perspective, you know what I mean? So, so our challenges are nothing when we, and when you think of it that way, it puts you in a position to be able to grow because then those limits that you were looking at so impossible now become something that is very doable. Yeah. Yeah. So when is, when are you targeting to be launching? When should our listeners be watching for that to come out? Sometime this fall, probably later in the fall is when it should be coming out. We're already, you know, preparing and we have the, um, promos running for it. So later this fall, I would expect it to come out, you know, of course, available on streaming TV. Yeah, let's talk. I mean, let's, let's kind of talk about that for a minute, because you have been, you've been an author, your book, and and when, when did you become an author? When was that? For two years. Two years now. Okay. Okay. And don't you think everyone has a story that's supposed to be written and shared? Yeah, absolutely. I, that's something I had to learn myself too, but yes, absolutely. Right. Yeah. 
So, I mean, how exciting you've been. You kind of went from this, you know, nonprofit, you know, building philanthropy to, you know, we didn't even talk about your profession and helping families, you know, create wealth and this TV show and authorship. I mean, I just think it's such a great example of a human we're meant to be continuing to become, not just be, you know, so kudos to you, my friend. It's awesome. Yeah, thank you. So, so nice to be part of your tribe. And really, I'm excited to see what we can create together, too. I think God puts people in touch for very specific reasons. So I'm excited about that. Awesome. Well, tell us, let our listeners know where they can find you you know, what ways maybe they can, they can work with you, you know, things like that. Sure. You can, so you can check out my website. It's rafiandonian.com. So it's spelled just like my name, R-A-F-F-I, which is my first name, Rafi, last name, uh-huh. Andonian, A-N-D-O-N-I-A-N. Um, so that's one place you can go. You can find me there. There's, you can get in touch with me through there. You can even book me. So if you want to work with me, one of the things I do is speaking. I've done programs for different organizations, sometimes as panels with multiple people. I can even help organize a panel or we can do a one person thing where I come in and maybe even do a forum where we have a group of people and we discuss together. So mm-hmm. I've done different things like that in the context, depending on what exactly someone wants. But the idea there being that we're talking about the kinds of things we just spoke about. So how we can use history to inform the present and so on and so forth. You're going Um, to, you're speaking in London pretty soon, aren't you? What's that about? I am actually talking at the London Stock Exchange coming up. Very cool. Yes, I am. Exciting. I love it. Yeah, so I'm always doing things out and about. And, you know, so if you go to the website, you can get in touch with me. You can also find some examples of some of my programs. If you go find me on Twitter, which is, you know, my username is at Rafi's underscore regulars. So the company's name is Rafi's regulars because that's my tribe, if you will. So that's the idea. So you can find some examples of some programming I've done there. And of course, get in touch with me. Awesome. Okay, my friend. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And to my Dream Big Nation listeners, I'm so very blessed to be part of your week. And we just hope you continue to show up and gain value from our amazing guests. Blessings to you all in this amazing life journey. And we will see you soon. Bye, Rafi. Bye. Thank you, Lisa. Hey, Dream Big Nation community. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to learn more about working with Lisa and her team directly, go to lisawilliamsco.com and learn how to hire yourself.